what society thinks. They're nothing anyway. They're no better than me. Until we have a safe word, we will not stop. This is uh, Jason Rouse, and welcome to the Safe Word Podcast. I'm sitting here on a Friday afternoon on a rainy day here in California, a stone's throw from the burial of Chris Cornell at the Hollywood Ever, Ever? Hollywood Ever Cemetery. And uh, I'm here with a fellow Canadian, French-Canadian, uh, Derek Seguin. 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 See, <laughs> gang? Yeah. Uh, and uh, you're here in uh, in America. I sure am. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> How exciting is that? It's exciting. You never know when you could die. I um, I saw you last night. I ran into our friend here. Abdul. Abdul's uh, messaging, some, coordinating some terrorist email. attack Sorry. or yeah, something. That's, you know, that's what you got you to keep up to date with the terrorist attacks. So I see you, <laughs> and then you tell me. Derek's around the corner, and, yeah. I, and I looked for him, and he wasn't there. Yeah, I had to, I had to locate him and show you, but uh, very excited. You had to untie me. He was very excited. <laughs> and you... Uh, Derek was smoking, obviously. If you don't know Derek, he's always... You just follow the trail of cigarette smoke. Derek is a uh, French-Canadian? Yep. Your English is getting better. Well, thanks, man. Since the last time i seen you. We, we were talking about that. This is your first trip to uh, Los Angeles. That's right. And... Um, uh, why? It's, a, it's semi-business or... It's semi-business. Abdul just moved here, so I come. I came early. I have an engagement next week that I can't talk about publicly yet. Yeah. But uh, uh, yeah, I came down early because Abdul just moved here. I figured I'd come and visit the place that everyone talk about in our business. Come so. in and do a little test run before sure. uh, you start coming back on a regular basis. That's right. That's cool. Thanks, man. Um, last time we saw each other, and we this has been we discussed this a few times... Uh, I think it was Nasty Show 2007. Could be. But you're saying sometime I'm after sure that. we've seen each other since then, but that was a time for sure. Yeah, that was fun. <laughs> that was a fun time. You're doing, are you doing the Nasty Show? I'm do, I, I don't know if I can talk about that either, but oh. I, I am doing it. <laughs> <laughs> Unless I'm not supposed to talk about yeah, it, yeah. and they, they pulled me off of it because of this. So you, uh, you do comedy in your native tongue? A little bit. Less and less, though, because things are going so good in English that... Uh, I do less and less French show because when I'm at home, it's a little. We were talking off the air before about you know why I even bother going to some of these shows. That's mm-hmm. how it is in French. Like I could go and do a, whatever a ten minute set at the club because there's a French club now in Quebec. Yeah, uh, that Mike Ward and some other comedian open. Mm-hmm. Um, but you know what? Like I'm on the road so much, and I have three kids, so you know to leave on a Wednesday night to go do ten minutes, dicking around and open bucks. mic with kids is not going to happen. I'd rather just yeah sit at home and watch a so movie if with you the kids. Did the Jason Rouse program and decided just to die alone? You can do whatever the fuck you want. Yeah, I go out on open mic anytime. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, sure. 
You I got to get rid of those people. <laughs> <laughs> They're cutting into our quality time on a Wednesday in a room full of fucking nerds. Yeah. But what is that? What is the, uh, you know, for people that don't know, uh, there's a province in yeah. the, uh, we don't have states, right. as they say in the United States, America. Yeah. Canada's America. North America. North America. Right. Thank the you. North of North America. And um, they, uh, there's a French part well, of the country. Yeah. And I travel a lot and people always ask me if I speak French or play hockey. Right. Or like the band Rush. And one of those things I do. Rush, I guess. I like Rush. Yeah, I don't like Rush. Do you like Voivod? But I play hockey and speak French. So. Do you like Voivod? I do like Voivod. There you go. Yeah. Redeemed. <laughs> One of uh, Quebec's, my favorite French-Canadian band. Great. Offenbach. You should listen to Offenbach. Is it in English or French? It's in French. Hey, that's a hard one for me. But, you know, this is like French hip-hop. I can't take it serious. I don't love that either, I got to say. What would happen to MC Solar? I don't know. Who's Remember that? that guy, the French rapper from the uh, 90s? No. Yeah, there was a French Canadian. There was a bunch of, like, so I remember probably in the uh, late 80s. No, no, no. Uh, early 90s, I guess. A lot of French rappers were coming out. Well, Music Plus. Yeah, I know. I don't. Mitsu? It's not from I like Mitsu. Who doesn't I like a I used to have Mitsu? a boner for Mitsu. Who man? doesn't <laughs> have a boner for Mitsu? Uh, yeah, that uh, Bye Bye Mon Cowboy video. Right? I would. I would. Teenagers. Rub one out to that for sure. Can I get the eighteen-year-old uh, girl with the thirty-five-year-old drug addicts with the keyboards? <laughs> we got a hit. Yeah. You mean men without hats? Is that what you're talking about? Men no, the, the Bye Bye Mon, Mon Cowboy. Yeah. Uh, which is a pop star in Canada, um, our Madonna at the time. That's maybe. right. Exactly. Yeah. Our, uh, more like our Samantha Fox. <laughs> yeah, she was yeah, like our yeah, Samantha yeah. Fox. She yeah, was yeah. great. She's a respected journalist now. I heard that. Yeah, man. She, uh, I poke in. She's like the career. Mary Hart of uh, of Quebec now. Yeah, but I've never wanted to eat Mary Hart's no, ass. No, you're right. Yeah, she still, <laughs> she still looks good too. Me too. She looks. She I know. Looks good. I she know. Have a clothing line. You're telling the... me something like I haven't paid attention. I've been following. <laughs> I've been stalking that poor girl for yeah. decades. Yeah, she's still. Doing she's it. not even my type. I just know that she'd never want me, and that's why I want. I have a yeah. problem with that. I find that when I'm. Chased or uh, oogled, I I become more withdrawn from it. Even though yeah. it's easier, the challenge is not, is fun. It's not even the challenge. It's like if you're throwing yourself on the Jason Rouse fire out of the gate, you need to fuck off <laughs> because I can't help you. This boat is sinking, bitch, and we need somebody with a paddle, right? And if you got no paddle and you're just wearing lead shoes. This thing's already going down like the Titanic. <laughs> we don't need that. No, we don't need that here. Yeah. I'm going to get that tattooed across my chest <laughs> with an arrow pointing down. We don't need that here. <laughs> if this disgusts you, ring the bell. <laughs> 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 then we're in. <laughs> and pick up your Me Too tattoo on the way out. <laughs> there's some problems in Canada I've been uh, in my head lately. About. Yeah. Well, there's probably even bigger problems here, but... Yeah. yeah, we have some problems in Canada. The uh, native community being one of the biggest one, I'd say. Is there uh, uh, is some white people trying to build another golf course? No, we've just neglected them for so long, and we keep saying, oh, we're going to fix it. We're going to try to, well, fix it. We're going to try to <laughs> make <laughs> some kind of amends. We're going to move. We're going to yeah, fix yeah, it. Yeah, we're going to leave you, give you your shit back. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Sorry about the, the smallpox blankets. <laughs> yeah, but this, 
we do very little. We we say our government says we're gonna fix things or, or try to make some kind of amend and we don't there's still it's weird right hundreds of community of you know we let them okay you have we've given you these reservation already that we tell you you have to live there and concentration camp we don't even give you fucking water there's really Canada we have the most water on the planet and there's just, just hundreds of native communities that don't have fresh clean water coming out of their, really? their faucets it's like a yeah. third world situation fucked up man. is Quebec more uh, sensitive obviously you paid a little more attention to this thing than I have uh, it's you know mind boggling to see the red tape of we're gonna fix this shit yeah and <coughs> The fact that the, there's an issue of clean water in, right. in the country is, is gross yeah, and bad. disgusting. And um, with all the uh, resources and, uh, that the country has and so many people there. Right. <laughs> I've been up to uh, Callaway. It's, more, it's a federal issue. I mean, it is. It's a, they're the one that, with the jurisdiction, which is good because I think the Quebecois government wouldn't be super that would be very low on their list of priority of things yeah to fix. yeah 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 but i was up in the calouette a few times over the last uh, year and which is calouette is so canada have uh, uh 13 province and territories so mm-hmm. the territories are the very sparsely populated alaska uh, places sort of yeah uh, parallel or even with alaska uh-huh. so to the right of alaska you have uh, northwest territories yukon territory and nunavut territory beautiful by the way well, not really. <laughs> Beautiful if you like just well, rocks and blowing debris. I'm know? working. I live in Satan's asshole, Hollywood, California. But I'm trying to get to, you know, Valhalla. Which you think is just up a, in Nunavut? Yeah, I think so. I can wander <laughs> on naked and yell at trees and shit. Sure, and your dick will fall off after like 14 seconds. It's, no, it's I put a curling cold. iron on the it's end cold. of it. It's like a wiener roast. <laughs> I'm from a working class uh, community. I can fix shit. <laughs> Make my dick not fall off. But uh, it's it's a sad situation up there. There's a lot of uh, uh, substance abuse problem and therefore orphan and and yeah, it's yeah. We're just not taking care of our people. They're still they're Canadian. They're the original Canadian. We should really fucking do whatever we can. So that's one. I problem think so, and I think there's a lot to learn from the native community in general. So much with yeah. with such a sprint with technology. Um, it'd be nice to have some little some beads and crystals around once in a while and sit in a tent and do, do a peace pipe and shit. That sounds like that's necessary. That's a whole a history lesson, right? Yeah. From the beginning when we got here. Mm. We got here and we're meeting people that have lived here for generations, thousands of yeah. years. And they say, hey, you shouldn't do that. You shouldn't set up camp there. You shouldn't do... And we just fuck off. Yeah. Savage. We know yeah, what Yeah, here's the Bible. And Shut your mouth. Yeah, and then we all just fucking start dying and we blame them for it, even though they warn us not to do it. So now we build like a power station that, that totally fucking veer a, a river off. Poisons their water. Poisons the brain water. Brain tumors for all the babies. Yeah, it's bad. It's not cool. And uh, the in the art community, it seems that... Uh, I don't know what it is. I see three major strikes against the comedy community over the last five or six years with that incident with the uh, open micer in Vancouver with some right. a lesbian couple and um, our friend uh, Mike. Yeah. Mike. Um, uh No, uh, Mike. Mike uh, Ward. Mike, Mike Ward, Ward. Sorry. Yeah. Mike Ward with his uh, situation and then. That little fucking opportunistic, stupid fucking handicap kid. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. yeah right you know he released an album of songs so this is the story if you don't know Mike the, told me some he's, of this he's a deaf kid 
that started singing, but he's deaf and he's disfigured, right? He's got some kind of fucking... The Rocky Dennis face. Yeah, yeah, like the mask. Yeah. Inverted, like he's an inside-out version of the mask. Yeah. That Cher, that Cher movie. Uh, Stoltz, Eric Stoltz. Yeah, mask. Yeah, mask. Not the mask with Jim Carrey, but mask with Cher. Yeah. And Ryan Stoltz from Pulp Eric Fiction. Eric Stoltz. Eric Stoltz, Eric yeah. Stoltz, yeah. But it's the opposite of that. So mask with Eric Stoltz had a... Like swollen disfigurement. This guy is like more of like a like, yeah like apple his, like doll. his head is imploding or something. A dried up date. <laughs> and yeah, and so your he's deaf voice though, and he great, sings. By the way. No, he's awful. He's deaf. See, no, your singing voice. Oh, thanks. It sounds like you're talking through the bottom of a pack of cigarettes. <laughs> <laughs> I wish I was. But with the smoke over there by the window. <laughs> Tabernacle. <laughs> So this kid's disfigured. I have a theory about this. Yeah. The kid has a, a terrible situation. Yeah. Right? Nothing he has any control over. He no. finds some sympathy, obviously, through his mother, who kind of, you know, lays down the uh, groundwork for him to be in a public situation. And singing for the Pope. Singing for the Pope. Very, you know, raw, raw, raw humanity. Yeah. Puts out an album on a book, and his star starts to fade. Well, somebody, The album and the book, though, came after the lawsuit. Of course it is. Yeah, he took that the, the, the public eye to make those endeavors successful, which is not the sympathy anymore. It's you little fucking... Ugly prostitute. Yeah, and, and ruined, pimp trying to ruin Mike's yeah. life to raise his... Yeah, and profile. No, I don't care was, how unlucky you were at birth. You're being a fucking asshole now. Yeah. They come in all forms, and sometimes yeah, they're in wheelchairs with kicked-in faces. Yeah, he's not in a wheelchair, Looks, though. He can walk. He will be when I run into him. Fuck, they had him at the uh, big rock fest. The oh, yeah. Performing? Rock fest, yeah. yeah, he performed with a famous Montebello. band, I think, at Montebello. That's right. Um, Primus or something like that? Yeah, I don't remember the name of the band. I could I could search it, but yeah, there was a huge yeah. He played with a huge huge band. Yeah, in yeah. in uh, Montebello. Quebec. Yeah, in Quebec. Yeah, at Rockfest where they have like every, they've had Metallica. Yeah, they bring them yeah. out. It's like the bearded yeah. lady at the circus. Yeah, yeah exactly. They yeah. just bring them out, and everyone goes aw, and all the people are in acid watching the show are freaking right out. Oh my god, that guy's face is melting. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> but here's the thing: as a singer, like, do go give motivational speech like that guy from Australia with no arms and no legs that goes and talks to the children like. You just have to persevere and, you know, you fall, you find a way to get back up. Mm -hmm. Fine. But you, as a singer at eight years old, you're like, well, oh, that's cute. Yeah, good for you for trying. But listen, he's a deaf kid. You know he's not going to be that good of a singer. No. There was no future in that career. No. There was no remixes coming out of his latest no. album. So. No collaborations with Justin's Beaver. But that, like you said, that was a big, I think it was a big hit. And it's an ongoing thing. It's a big hit to the comedy community because Mike lost the first lawsuit. Yeah. Which was the civil rights uh, office. In Why would he Quebec. pay? I don't understand. He has a family. But if he didn't pay, he'd just go to jail. Right? Mike? Yeah. Mike, this is the thing. Mike, uh, he, I don't know if he even mentioned this, but he's a guy of principle. Like he could, for the, the amount. Moral fiber. The amount that they sued him for. Yeah. was significantly less than what he spent on the defense. Uh, they were suing him for $80,000, and Mike lost, but yeah. they, didn't get, uh, they didn't award eighty. I think they award 36000 Sure. So Mike spent 
between you and me and everybody listening, Mike, he spent already more than four times that amount yeah. on the defense and now the ongoing appeal, yeah. which we don't know how long it will take. It's and so, But Mike could have just said, fuck it, I'm going to pay the 36000 and be done with it. But it's he's fighting for all of us, which That's I don't think everybody in our community know. This guy is out of pocket. It's private to him. I don't, but more money than than a lot of comedians yeah. can imagine making in a year. Yeah. Mike has spent defending all of us his right to say whatever the fuck we want. That's why you know? I think it's important that he uh, got heard while he was here, <laughs> and uh, you know, he said he was very grateful for my, uh, you know, thing. I go, but this affects me. You know, I'm a yeah, little, a little selfish in this. I think you're a great guy and stuff, but this is uh, about the cause, and uh, yeah. these people. You know, and I've, I was so angry, I couldn't even read it. I got to sit down and focus and assess myself. But there's a petition going around right now to say that uh, comedy is not a, uh, a legit art form. Art form. It, that it is a legitimate art form, yeah. That it is? Yeah. Yeah. Okay, so what would that... I'm curious because, you know... I've just been named the Quebec uh, ambassador for the, this group. I, I don't... Get I hammered. Yeah. <laughs> Get fucking... No, actually, don't listen to me at all. <laughs> <laughs> you handle this to your best ability. Who's been appointed? Because, to be honest with you, this... I'm at the top of the pyramid as far as... Canadian comedians. No, not not nothing to do with talent. It's more oh. context, and uh, um, I'm the filthiest. Mm -hmm. And this petition and these kind of lawsuits against these type of people, they've they found their angle because they they have a person. Um, a personality. Well, wait a second. Let's separate those two things. The lawsuit is bad for us. The petition is good for us. Mm -hmm. The petition is, is pro-comedy. Who, who, who's set the petition up? Her name is Sandra Batag Bataglini. Bataglini. And what's her motive behind this? Is she trying to get some sort of government funding? Because That's, it's wants, like marijuana legalization. Yeah. I think comedy being oppressed and uh, exiled and leopards of the artistic community, it's that diamond pressure thing. Maybe. And, um, you know... I don't know if it's a good thing, like legalizing marijuana, as you can see in California, you know, they, it's already been in the community in California for fucking uh, 50 years. But um, communities that don't have, or uh, countries or places that don't have that kind of system or background in place, then all these cooks can tax this. You yeah. need to fingerprint your ID swipes here, and they just start logging information on you and taxing you accordingly. Is that would be the case yeah. in the in legalizing comedy? You, you bring up a point. Yeah. You know, take away the struggle, and maybe the the art form will lose something. But I don't think it's so far away from that, Jason. I think right now we're just trying to legitimize the thing, and uh, I think the Canadian trying people trying to literature. Look at the our best exports are hockey players, wood, and humorists. Yeah, yeah. The biggest comedians in the world are Canadian. Yeah, yeah. You know, uh, this is for something at the mid range. People like at my level, for instance, like I'm touring myself right they're now. They're eating their own. That's what they're doing. The middle class people that go to comedy clubs are eating the entertainment that is the only truthful uh, platform for people to speak in public 
uncensored, right. and and regardless of whether or not you're invested, it's all going to be dismissed as humor. And if you're not enjoying the comedy, leave. And there's enough information on every comedian, excessive amount of information on anybody. So yeah, to be to get a, an, an injunction or a lobby against somebody, you know, that that joke that he did on on his special like seven years ago, that kid, you, the kid wasn't at the show. And if he was at the show, he wouldn't have done he, it. He wouldn't have done that. No, exactly. Cause I, you could point right to that kid. And as long as it was in the, in the joyful, uh, even I've said the most meanest, mo- Jason, um, there's a guy in a wheelchair in the front. Uh, what are you telling me for? Yeah. What are you telling me that for? Yeah. So we can uh, ostracize him from the experience of comedy. Right. So now I'm going to, I, maliciously attack it so it becomes a Stockholm Syndrome. It will be either the guy will hang himself following the show or, <laughs> you know, or I'm sitting on his lap. Finally, they don't, they don't like you said, ostracize me. Finally, they let me be part of something like Thank everybody you. else. And I'm sitting in the guy's yeah. lap in his wheelchair and he's like, dude, uh, you're my favorite comedian. You know, right. just, you're like, am I heavy? Oh, that's right. You can't even feel yeah, it. Yeah, 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 yeah. <laughs> Are you happy to see me or is that your pacemaker? <laughs> <laughs> you know, and there were always, it's, I've never had a, a situation. It's the up Tight white chick in her twenties. The worst. The worst. White girls, you're the worst. <laughs> you're the worst. White chicks have no sense of humor. Well, this is what I would say about Mike and that whole issue is that a lot of them, and again, it's white big, chicks big, are right. the worst. Right. My brown it friend. Was, it was white chicks that, that it's all their fault for this. But uh, <laughs> he's the most well-spoken, literate <laughs> person out of the group. I found ignorant. Did you go to university? No, no, not at all. I, I barely graduated high school. Uh, but yeah, yeah. <laughs> but uh, the thing about that is, a lot of people would say to Mike, they go, "You can't make fun of the kid because he's handicapped, right? You can't do that because because a lot of people would use the uh, the example of like, well, Justin Bieber was fair game. He people was 16, pick on the president right? all the time, right? But the kid, like, they're saying kids, right? So kids, you can't you can't say anything, right? The unfuckable, I guess. I don't know if it depends uh, if you care for law. You you could. Some people fuck kids. Uh, what? But, uh, <laughs> uh, no, I was just going to say, is it is that yours? I don't know. I'm trying to s- s- fit the podcast style. What I was going to say <laughs> was, This thing isn't even on. <laughs> I just do people in the... Co- There's but no, a but, camera in the corner. But people were saying Mike can't make fun of the kid because he's handicapped. And they were taking... Basically, what they're doing is they're taking away that kid's right to just live a normal life by saying he's not fair game because he's handicapped. Yeah. Now, now you're taking away the kid's right to f- being part of the rest of us. Yes, the community. So they're worse than what I think Mike was doing. Mike was including them as he would any other celebrity or any other person he would make fun of. Yes. And he doesn't just exclude that one person because they're handicapped. No, you can't. You and can't. That's, it's that's a the whole. That's the whole uh, basis for the defense, too, is that... Yes, okay, he's a handicapped kid, uh, but at the time of the lawsuit, he was 18, so he wasn't even a kid anymore. So he is but, fuckable. But also, <laughs> public figure changes. It doesn't matter, right? Once you're a public figure, you know what I mean? You're open season. You you sought celebrity by becoming a singer. And that's and the problem. Is to- he, he sought the celebrity. He got it. It feels great. It's great for your ego. People, can I take your picture? Here's some this, some yeah. free that. And then when that starts to dissipate, people freak the fuck out. Yeah. And they start pulling things down with them as they're going, our friend in his financial situation. That's a perfect example of somebody that rather not develop a talent or something that kind of 
work off of the situation. He rather uh, sue a, a comedian. Comedian, right? Yeah, for the celebrity and for a cash grab. Right? Go do some fucking Second City classes. Start an improv group. Stay out of my fucking neighborhood. You yeah, cunt. Uh, I'll step on that And mushroom. sadly That's the second time That Mike's gone through A similar thing Like the first time There was no lawsuit But there was death threats And Because uh, he had a joke about uh, And it was Here's the thing People take Like these fucking white bitches Like you're saying These <laughs> crusading little fucking twats How do you say it in French? What would you call uh, Clear the con Clear the con Yeah sure That's good enough <laughs> <laughs> I'm sure they're just as offended by what you, it's the sentiment behind it that yeah, they know what I'm saying. They feel it, uh, but yeah, these people that are feel entitled to be the fucking moral conscience of a society. Mm -hmm. Fuck you, it's too good. Like it's not your job to fight for everybody. The, if you don't like it, like you said before, fucking leave. But white chicks have been fawned over and put into a position now that they think that they have a vote on moral morality. What's right and what's not. What's yeah. right and wrong because their voices are the ones that are the only ones that get heard. Right. But the anyway, the first time Mike got in trouble, he had a joke. And this is the thing. The joke itself was about um, uh, Revenu Québec. So the the IRS of, of Québec, yeah. the tax people in Québec. And it was basically, the joke was, fuck, they... You know, if you don't pay your tax on time, they're going to garnish your wage and then you get access to your bank account. Um, that's And th there was a very famous missing girl at the time in Quebec called Cédrica was her name. And she was on all the milk carton or whatever. Everyone was looking for mm -hmm. this kidnapped or missing. The John Benet Ramsey. Exactly. Of, of okay. Quebec. Exactly. Yeah. yeah. Okay. And so he was well, like, you, at the end of that revenue Quebec, the, the tax Quebec joke he's like they got you know they go in your your bank account like what's next you have nothing in your bank account they fuck they kidnap your kid that's probably where Cédrica is she's probably at the IRS. fucking Revenu Québec uh, office right now just being held until their dad pay his Christmas uh, $72 yeah. Yeah, yeah and people went not they had fucking people were stalking him outside of his house waiting for him to come out and throwing rocks at his car because he's a nice guy yeah. and it's not a joke <laughs> he wasn't making light of that he was saying no, using but, but using something that is in the in the lexicon of the society of the day to say that the government is fucking overtaxing us and doing nothing in return. You got to look at the the source, and Mike uh, is a sensitive, nice, caring, generous, moral yeah. dude. So leave him alone. Come after me, please. I need, <laughs> I need this. this I need this shit. Yeah, but that's the thing is you're, you see, the skulls on the table, they're scared of right here. You have skulls. That is, Mike is the type, he's just too nice. Like exactly what you said. Yeah. It's so a, they it's a nice, use it. He's like the, um, he's, he's his, like the limping clown. And everybody in the stand, even though they, he got a standing ovation, now they're throwing bottles at him. And I'm the drunk guy in the stands with his dick out. <laughs> Going Throwing chocolate bars at him because he's that, a diabetic. No, no, no. I'm trying to get it the heat over here. Don't go over there. I, we can do it. Get the elephant heart. I want to show you guys something. You know, he's making balloon animals. And they're a little weird. Some of the animals have a little Hitler mustache for hilarity. You know what I mean? But there's, uh, to go after him, they know that... Will he crawl in that elephant's ass? He has something to lose. I have nothing to lose. Anyway, I don't want to make this about me, but I'm really... 
It's, Waiting it's anxiously, fucked. anticipating your oh, first lawsuit, TM, the all first civil rights. Look, you can take my BMX <laughs> and all my black T-shirts. <laughs> See, that's the thing. I never married and never had children. I cut off as many avenues to my heart as possible, going the route that I have in comedy, and um, being leaving Canada and going to Europe in early two thousands. Um, I got a, more of a broader picture on what comedy is and the best of your ability. It might be non-conventional or popular, mm. but there's still a place for all of it. And even Mike's not uh, some open micer. He's established and he should be praised. There's, how many French fucking Canadian... How many comics are doing comedy in French? No. You know what I mean? The, I, I, maybe there's maybe six that I know of of any worth. You know what I mean? That are legit touring comedians that have come up through a comedy club circuit and gone on to bigger and better things. In, in French, in Quebec? Yeah. Oh, man, there's, there's no Three? There's tons. No, 50. The star system in Quebec is more established than in the rest of Canada. Oh, I'm sure it is. But because but the, ceil is the ceiling is so low, right? Because like for us, for you, for instance, you get to a certain level in Canada and you just, the world is your oyster, right? Yeah, English In Quebec, fuck, the only, you're the top comedian in Quebec. The only next place to go is... Quebec television or Quebec film, Quebec radio, movies. Put out a, an album. Like when you hit the top of the, the food chain in Quebec comedy, there's such an appreciated and loved. Uh, Sweden, Norway, Finland, they love Denmark, the same kind of thing. So they will offer that you, you want your own radio show? You want to put out a rap album? They'll yeah. let you because you're there. You're the top guy. So Mike is one of those top guys. Um, But they really this like he's he's had several TV shows and that so like you said yes he he could afford a this lawsuit yeah they knew they 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 looked over somebody went through his his touring schedule and did some numbers and go okay we can take him for the X yeah they also and then we'll just chip away at the rest of it the numbers that the media put out is not the numbers that like I think they oh, said he made 20 million on his last tour <laughs> well it they, may have they made villainized him through his assets they made him oh this guy's a rich asshole. Yeah, and it's not the case. He's not that rich either. Like, the, if the tour generate twenty million, we all know how touring works. There's like a hundred people you have to pay. When you and the venues and the marketing and the, you, you got to have tens of millions of dollars in the bank now to be rich. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> and nobody in the country doing stand up comedy uh, has that. No, there's just not the population to support it. No, we don't. Uh, we're lucky. Any one of, but like any one of us that make a living, that just pay our rent and our grocery with what we do, mm. I still think we're the luckiest in the world. Oh, like you sure. said, somebody cleans you out, takes your BMX and all your black T-shirts, <laughs> and that's it. You start from scratch. Tomorrow, yeah. you fly home to Hamilton, and within, if you hustle, yeah. you know, within three months, you've got 15 grand because you're still who you are, yeah. and you still Integrity. say the shit you say. Totally. We're lucky like that, that... As long as we don't lose whatever it is that we have that allow us to, to do this, mm -hmm. we, the could, engine. we could be at zero tomorrow, like basically like Abdul moving to LA, <laughs> starting from scratch. That's an awesome place to be. But we all we just we know we know what we're doing. So you know if if Upward he gets lean here, he knows he can just go pop over to more markets where he can just make a call and put me on, and he comes home, comes back with. It's we can always make money mm -hmm. until stand up comedy become irrelevant or. And that's the scary thing. If ever stand-up comedy become enemy of the, like Donald Trump want to build a wall around stand-up <laughs> comedy or something. I don't think the the uh, 
idea of people in a room with somebody standing in the corner talking will be standing on a soapbox. Yeah, man. It's the That's how it's heard, the village idiot, the court gesture, you know, everything up to George Carlin and down again. Yeah. You know, people always want to hear a great story. Like we took a hit there in the early 2000s when you left. But uh, stand-up <laughs> stand was on the decline, mm. right, because of the internet. People, yeah. But then I think after a few years, people realized watching a special on Netflix, it's not the same. No. Because the people that you're watching in the room on the night of that taping are experiencing something magical of that night. And the next night, it was a new magic, right? Definitely. So, more so with different comedians, like comedians that you never know what's going to happen, like yourself. And I, I like to think myself. Uh each night, it's a different experience. And the community of the audience itself, like I, I don't, I'm sure you've noticed that each audience, you know, reacts different oh, to totally. different things. Completely like different a, gr- a group of people develop one spe- very specific personality just being in a room together. After 30 seconds of them all being in a room together. Hey, how's everyone doing tonight? And everyone, oh, hey, okay, we're fo- there we go. And then yeah. we're off. Yeah. And we're off and running, and we create this experience together. Yeah. No one's thinking about, ideally, anything other than that moment. And they're taking it in together. Yeah, it's, like, it's a, The same jokes will have completely different reactions on different nights. Yeah, or people decide to come up and Depending give Depending on how many of those white privileged cunt faces those are Those fucking cunts. How do you say it in French again? <laughs> Let me give you... Let me give you something in English to give me back in French. Some Jason Rouseism here. Um, white cunt's always good, but uh, uppity. Let's just stick with cunt. It's classic. <laughs> we Le don't cunt. have a, we don't have a word for country. Plot, I guess. Plot would yeah. be. Oh, I think you, uh, you pronounce the people from Toronto. Plot fraîchier. <laughs> <laughs> what is uh, I guess. Toronto and Montreal have been rooted in everything from hockey rivals to politics and just and s- social values too. Yeah, I've since because I, I used to have a job. I wasn't always a comedian, and in in the the workforce, we would often say that because you know you, Toronto and Montreal do a lot of business together, and Toronto would always complain like if they called Montreal office at five oh five, nobody answered the phone. We all fuck off. And we're always like in Toronto, they're always working. See, it's like Saturday night, you're at a party and people are giving you business card. And you're like, fuck you. I thought you were, talk, talk, pass. I don't want your business card. Yeah. Unless you're giving me your card to make a filter in my joint. Fuck off with the, you know what I mean? So in Montreal, we work to live. And in Toronto, it's always felt like they, they live to work. Like it's just, oh man, it yeah. gets serious all the time. It has, the, you know, it's the East Coast, West Coast. Like Toronto is very much New York in that sense. It's very business money, you know. Mm. Uh, and Vancouver has that California. They try and mimic that yeah. freshness. And I think Toronto, if you go back even further, Toronto have that old British class system thing happening where you have to be serious and noble and whatever where Montreal is more French fucking bohemian just count strip clubs per city that's a good measurement of a good time is how many strip clubs are there in the club not that you have to frequent them but it gives you a general idea on what their moral boundaries are yeah and we're all smart as soon as I said Montreal strip clubs you guys just went yeah (laughs) (laughs) guilty as charged yeah we invented the contact dancing man Legal lap dancing, prostitution. Yeah, what do you mean contact dancing? Where you can touch them. You can touch them. Yeah, I've touched. Yeah, you can, you're allowed though. It's like a yeah, it's weird thing, and it's spreading. I always, I've, I think I don't really touch 
but I have, and it's weird. Because then I, I know you getting, really feel because when we start when we were kids when they fuck you touch you even look like you're gonna touch you get your head kicked in right yeah and now exactly. when you get a lap dance the girl's like why didn't you finger why bang are you me touching me yeah gonna, yeah don't you like it yeah <laughs> I'm, I'm like, like okay. well you still got a uh, uh, there's a you have a condom hanging out of your ass <laughs> 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 the man said this was the VIP room. <laughs> Can we get that uh, balloon animal out of your dirt star? <laughs> so, uh, yeah, I'll see you later for a second song. <laughs> My little Kleenex and box. You just pull like, tink. Hey, I want a prize. <laughs> One of those Christmas uh, crackers. Yeah. Oh, toys, except it's just herpes every time. <laughs> um, I want to go back to Montreal, but in the winter... Not in the winter. Not in the winter. Why Not in the winter. In the Montreal. In the winter, the winter all the beautiful women are all bundled up. You got to go in the spring when they're so anxious to wear that new fucking tight dress. I know. Dress. They, they got a strut. It's, oh man, the spring in Montreal, you're like, Whew. the first nice day, like no it's jacket. It's over. You just walk out there, you're like, where the fuck were you guys all yeah. winter? Yeah. Apparently, you put a parka on the women and Montreal women don't have that same reputation. Like, their faces are okay, but... I think that's the stealth that the thing that they do is they know that the winter's going to be crushing. Mm. So they stack their chips, they get to the gym, and they just fucking shred it for yeah, three man. months, walking in the snow, long coats, scarves, and then spring with that. I'm getting a promotion. Pussy's been like hitting tanning beds and being waxed. It looks like a horse saddle. It's just <laughs> ready to be ridden. You know what I mean? All that daddy spots. <laughs> Right? Are you crying? <laughs> <laughs> you just yeah. made such a beautiful picture. They spent so much, and then they party That's all such summer. Such a nice tribute to Montreal there. It's just very, maybe homesick. Yeah, uh, horse saddles and vaginas. And daddy spots. Daddy spots. <laughs> <laughs> That's kind of weird. Anywho, <laughs> but uh, tonight's Friday. Yes, it is. That's exciting. My first Friday in Los Angeles. Well, I know uh, you're here for a good time, and I know that you're nervous because of that. <laughs> and, uh, and the whole time, he's, his whole body language, he's had his arm wrapped around him to keep his guts in because he knows that there's a, a, a juggernaut of pain coming around at 1230 in the morning. And you are like... Derek and Rouse. He's Sounds good on paper, but I can see you sitting there like this parent, like two kids are about to bite each other's faces. He feels responsible for me too, yeah, so he's worried. He must care about your family. He does. I he can does. see it that he will be found liable for anything that I do. My girlfriend actually keeps in contact with him, just like, make sure he, I make can sure totally he takes tell. his I, vitamins. I, I, I can see the physicality of us talking, and we're going down the dirty road, and he's like, ha, 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 ha. no one died, no one died, no one died, no one died, fuck, 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 I'm just moving here, I don't need any bad vibes, I'm trying to make it go, Derek and Rouse, what the fuck, what was I thinking, I shouldn't have told him he was down there, this is a bad idea. It's going to be awesome. So fun. The After Hours Club is across the street from my house. Oh, my God. It'd be fun. I'm getting ready to head to Canada myself to start some riots. Cool. You're working too, though? I am. Yeah. Right. I'm going over to do uh, four weeks with Yuck Yucks. Sweet. Uh, minus Edmonton. You know they banned me from the Edmonton. Me too. 
You're banned from... Yes, sir. How are you? Yeah, man. <laughs> from Edmonton Yucks or yeah, just... Yeah, Edmonton Yeah, Not from the whole city. No, no shit. I, yeah. For... You tell your story, I'll do mine. Uh, it's come, it comes And this from, is no reflection that the lady who runs it... She's the a sweetheart. Sweet. She is I sweet. I think she's in a bad club. She should the be casino, moved to a better evil. club. That's an evil yeah. corporation that yeah. stole the club away from honest businessmen in Newfoundland. Oh, really? They fucking stole it right out from under them. Like, they uh, were unfair. They offered them 30 cents on the dollar for the whole club. And they're like, no, fuck you. Come get it if you don't, if you don't, if you want. And, of course, they're not going to go. What are they going to do with it? So they just kept it. And they oh. took it. The, the original club owners on it. <laughs> had been asking for, can we do a dinner show package or a drink special or, you know, something? And they're like, no, we don't do any of that. No, no, no. And as soon as they took over the club, it's full of drink specials. Two for one, buy a ticket to the thing, get another mm-hmm. show. So they fucked them. They fucked them good. So I don't, I have no. And, my, the- and I got banned because they said I smoked in my hotel room, mm. which I did not do. I smoked in the green room because my MC went on way too long. And I'm like, fuck, well, I'm going to smoke, but I can't leave the room. So, but they had no proof of that unless they have a camera in the bathroom, which is illegal. So if they did see me do it, they can't mm-hmm. prove it. But they said I smoked in my room and they said their evidence was. Empty cigarette pack in the garbage of the hotel room, and I'm like, oh, "Fuck it, that's not evidence. That's evidence that I threw my empty pack in the garbage Are instead of on real? the floor." Yeah, and they said, "If you don't pay the cleaning fee, you're banned from the club. You can't come." How I'm much like, is the cleaning fee? Two fifty. Okay, I have a very well, similar situation. And I on. called my credit card company to cancel. I said, "I said no, stop that payment. I'm not paying that." And then he tried to leverage me, saying, "You're banned from the club if you don't." If you don't, yeah. and I was already booked to play there again, like in whatever, two months, because it happened way later or whatever. So I called the credit card company and said, listen, I, I put a hold on the thing. Can you un- just pay it? And she's like, oh, why did you forget you had done? No, I'm, I'm being blackmailed, basically. Yeah. Because I was doing a three-weeker. I was doing Vancouver, Edmonton, Calgary. So if I lost that gig, it would make it a shitty hole. In yeah. The, so and I was it's just like nickel fucking, and dime as it is. You so can't. I was like, just pay it. And she's like, well, what do you mean you're being blackmailed? I said, well, because they said I smoke in my room, but I didn't smoke in my room. But they said if I don't do it, I have to. You're on the phone with the credit card. With the credit card company. Interesting. And they said, yeah, you'll lose. I'll lose the gig if I don't pay the thing. So I guess I have to pay the thing. And she's like, oh, what? What do you do? And I'm like, oh, I'm a comedian. She's like, I thought your name was familiar. She knows you're you. Derek Sega from, from the Debaters. Hey, yeah, yeah. yeah. Gangster, and I was shit. like, "Yeah, and that is me." She's like, "Listen, Derek, how about we do this? I'll take Fuck. this file, and I'll put. When's the gig? It's December four. I'll put this this ticket After? on the bottom of the pile, and I'll probably only get around to it on December fifth. <laughs> yes, so evil a comedy. Yeah, <laughs> so I did the gig. They reversed the charge, and you're and, a hero. And then, but then I can't play the club anymore. Uh, so I told Mark, I said, either take care of it, or I'm going to start working the other club. Mark Breslin. Mm. And he's like, okay, Derek, I'm going there in two weeks for a thing with uh, Carla Collins or whatever. I'll talk to them. Mm-hmm. And he came back and he's like, nothing I can do, man. Yeah, it's, there's nothing I can do. And uh, I think he didn't even talk about it. He just mm. forgot. So he says, yeah, you, you know, if you can't play there, you might as well, you, could, you have my blessing to play. So now I play at Ricky's place. Yeah. Which is fucking million times better. Cool. It's not only better than the Edmonton Yucks. It's one of the best clubs in the country, right? So well, that location, it's a win-win right? for me all around. The uh, it's a very similar situation. I was uh, my flight left at like I think I had to leave the air, uh, for the airport at five a.m. The um, uh, I, there's like a two hundred dollar cash deposit you had to leave at the front desk. Right. So I went down to grab that on the way to the airport. Front desk was closed. I'm fine. I'll call the club when I get to the next city. Do a follow up. Have the money sent to me. No big deal. Put it on my check. 
Call the club. She said, oh, I forgot my deposit. Can you get this to me? She calls me back, says there's been a bit of a problem. There's, uh, they found drugs in your room. They found drugs in my room. Mm-hmm. She goes, yeah, there was a little bit of uh, some marijuana residue on the desk. And they're, you're banned from the casino. You can still come to the club, but you just can't stay in the hotel in the casino. Yeah. I said, well, I quit. Keep my deposit. I'll never be back there. Yeah. You're going to keep my money. This casino is going to keep because there was crumbs. Somebody had died of a pill overdose two doors down oh, from Percocets. And you're going to come down on me for some fucking broccoli crumbs? Yeah. Fuck you. Yeah. It's a fucking... It, the casinos are wired to bleed you. And, and all at every turn. There has been some comedian, though, that give us all a bad rap, right? So they... I Trash the room. Slowly or, yeah. want us to not stay there. That's they want. They don't want the comedians there. They don't want us to take up a room. They don't... They, and they know that... No, because we're not gambling. A lot of us will... I was. I'm fucking... I'm a huge gambler. Yeah. So they're losing out big time. But they know how much comedians are making. Yeah. And they know that they're not going to be putting that back at the casino. So everybody that stays in the casino is paying for a room and the atmosphere of the casino. Right. Well, they underestimate me. Yeah. I, I, I put a lot. I kid. know your name. <laughs> That's great, right? Yeah. I had well, that, that at customs the, before. I was so like, oh my God, this is the best thing ever. I felt like I was really sticking it to a fucking unjust man, you know, like it was great. Mm-hmm. I had, I got pulled aside <coughs> at Canadian customs for a bag search or whatever. And I go over and these three fucking cops, whatever, come over and, Jason Rouse? He goes, what are you doing here? I go, I don't know. He told me to come here. He goes, get, get your bag and get out of here. That's it's fucking nice to see great. You. Are you doing shows? Oh, that's great. <laughs> that happens. That's, that's the only thing. And I've heard people, what, epic celebrities, like getting a nice table or something in that context where you're like, oh, dude, I just need a fucking horseshoe from the universe here yeah. i'm tired i've been traveling oh jason we can move you up to first class that's happened you... to me one time yeah. right yeah, it's, it's great and you remember that forever oh, we're, we're simple best. folk yeah man it doesn't take much <laughs> it doesn't take that much. extra we're bag of about... almonds man i'm fucking it's really nice yeah, yeah. It, we're appreciative just get us from a to b so we can do what we love yeah and uh hopefully and... no one gets hurt no one gets sued i'm gonna fuck up vancouver this april First week of April, it's my one-man show called I Throw Chairs, Go Fuck Yourself. It's done at with the a, club, are you doing I do the, the club, yuck-yucks? strobe light, and a smoke machine, and I just whip furniture around the club <laughs> with Bye Bye Moan Cowboy in the background. <laughs> bye Bye Moan Cowboy. Yeah. Furniture just goes fly in a blacked-out room. It's going to be hilarious. I had the police come to a show in Vancouver. No shit. Yeah, it was... Um, where the, the mix is now in the hotel in the casino yeah, yeah. or the club was the great club attached and uh, I had a phone call in my room uh, this is constable so and so blah 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 could you come down we'd like to speak to you about an incident that happened last night click <laughs> I hung up <laughs> <laughs> ring 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 <laughs> Jason this is constable blah 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 police, could you, from the police department can you come click <laughs> Rings again. I pick it up. Hello. Uh, Pizza delivery. <laughs> <Yeah>. Bonjour. <laughs> I, uh, uh, this is the uh, manager of the hotel. There is a police officer here. I'll get my jacket. I'll be right down. 
So when I uh, they put up warning signs and uh, you know, and this has only happened like in the last five or six years. Like they never had to do warning signs or any of this. So it's clearly the dynamic of people. and Vancouver and Toronto are the two spots where the those fucking privileged. Vancouver, late twenties, early thirties, women that fucking are the moral compass for yeah. everybody are they've they heard around even more in those two cities. Yeah, Vancouver has the hippie mob mentality Hipster picket fucking, sign, yeah. and Toronto's got Facebook groups, right? <laughs> right? Yeah. And they're very organized, very quickly. God damn it, come for me, you cunts, Malachi, 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 woo! <laughs> I am excited. <laughs> so what happened? You went down? Yeah, I go down. There's a young uh, police officer. I walk up to him. I'm kind of smiling. I'm like, what the fuck? He goes, uh, there was a complaint. There was a, a lady, a young woman. Who, Indecency or something? No, she stole, stood up and started yelling at me during the show, some moral issues that she had had. And uh, the audience booed her out of the room. They were, you, fuck you, or she's leaving the stairs. People are yelling back. Like, I love It was that. a riot. It was hilarious. It was the uh, eye of the tornado for sure. And um, he told me one of my jokes back to me, which was awesome. I wish I had it recorded. <laughs> yeah. He goes, uh, I go, well, what, what was the issue? He goes, she said that you said that you were going to fuck her with a knife to her throat because it reminded her of her father. And I said, Yes. But it was hilarious. <laughs> I, I have everything. I go, walk with me. I go, come down the stairs here. You see all these signs here? These weren't here 10 years ago. Now they do. And not only that, it was when people call to book tickets, they literally have had friends being talked out of buying tickets. Like, can I get two tickets? It's Jason Routh's show. You, it's going to be new, you know, all this thing. And You about, sound like a nice girl. I yeah, don't you don't you need, should. yeah, you shouldn't go here. Like, it's just the weirdest <laughs> The Traveling thing. Pants movie just came out. You should probably go to that <laughs> yeah, yeah. <laughs> New Aladdin movies. Uh, you guys just made me go down there with your grandmother. You don't need this struggle. Yeah, they tell them, like, my friends are like, we like they were, like, trying to talk us out of the ticket. So they've been forewarned. And uh, the only rule that I know of is there's no touching. Right. I can't touch anybody physically, and I don't. But anything in that room is my place of business. So once that door slams behind you, yeah. it gets a little... Right, yeah. Did you go Amityville see horror? James Gandolfini for beating the shit out of Patricia Arquette? You know what I mean? Like, it's the art. We can do whatever we want. Thank you. You, you don't know? go up to Kevin Remember Spacey. Remember that in True Romance? Was yeah. It? James Gandolfini beat the shit out of Patricia mm. Arquette. That was fucking violent as shit. Yeah. Have you seen that? What was that? Uh, I think it was a... F- There's he, an Australian he, movie, Once Were Warriors, that has the worst man-on-girl fucking beating. Oh, have you seen Irreversible? No. I don't know. What There's is a that? 10, 15-minute rape scene with that French-Italian uh, uh, actress from The Matrix... Um, beautiful girl. It's fucking horrific. But this scene is, uh, it's ongoing. Like, you're like, holy fuck. She gets uh, attacked and assaulted in a uh, an underpass and a, a long walkway and stuff. Yeah, and the guy's doing, uh, what do you call it? Poppers. Poppers and raping her. Not that I know thing. anything about drugs. <laughs> no. Have you tried poppers? Yeah, of course. <laughs> <laughs> the first time I did it, it was a, a professor in college that, Open up your asshole to a bigger future. Yeah, yeah, man. It's known as a gay drug, but I've done it, and uh, I never felt gay. I never did it 
at the best time to do it, they say right before you're about to come is when you should take a huge shot of it. I've never tried that. I just do it. I like to take a bar. deep breath before I'm about to come to try and push all of it out. <laughs> I like to make a real mess. I call it the mud plunger. <laughs> it just both barrels, tapioca kid. Both barrels? What kind of fucking weird cop do you have? <laughs> No, 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 That's no, no, too no. many piercings, Jason. <laughs> <laughs> You've got two barrels now. You, something has gone very wrong. I was wrong. born with two urethras. <laughs> Yeah, <laughs> it's like a hammerhead shark. They just shoot out <laughs> sideways. Fuck you! Like they think they're dodging the bullet by <laughs> by going on the side and just like katow and your sister too. Yeah, you go to the left, you go to the right, and I'm sure I shouldn't get it on anybody. Oh, in your ear, gotcha. You're dirty now. Go have a shower. Take off my pants. There's um, fuck. I forgot my train of thought. Sorry, but um. <laughs> Friday night, we well, we were at the comedy store. Mm-hmm. That was fun. Last night, yeah. Yeah, totally. it was your first time. It was my first time. It's pretty impressive. You've up. come at a, a good time to see that because 10 years ago it was like a, a, a wax museum in Niagara Falls during November. Oh, no way. It was very. Before it stopped going? Yeah, there was just no talent. There was no, there was, you know, old comedians and young, half hearted, a couple of legends still poking around, but it's nowhere where it's at now. Wow. So you know who who did you see last night? Just uh, like, uh, as far as well known, you know Joe Rogan. Yeah, Rogan's uh, there all the time. David Spade. Yeah, uh, David's great, right? Did you watch his stand up? No, I didn't. He's it was good. Too full. It was too full to get in. There. Yeah, Kevin Nealon was doing something in the big awesome. room, but we didn't get to see him either. It was a private show or something. So you just looked through the window. Whitney like, Cummings was there. Mm-hmm. Um, also, Jeff Ross was there. Martin Lawrence showed up. Yeah, yeah how cool right. is that? Martin I Lawrence. I didn't even get to lay eyes on him. But that's uh, that He was in cool. that little room by us at the patio. You were literally standing 10 feet from him for most of the night. No shit. Yeah. I said, I should pay more attention. No. We- <laughs> I was still all inside my own head. I was Because I, I have met Whitney Cummings before. Mm. And uh, I kind of like wanted to talk to her. But I hadn't had enough beers yet. So I was still shy. So I was yeah. just kind of with my hands in my pocket kicking pebbles. <laughs> <laughs> and it's still bugging me now. I don't know why. But yeah, the, because you knew that you are a, a co-worker. And she actually, when she introduced me, we spoke long enough and went over my name long enough that she said my name better than you did. And we've known yeah. each other for a lot longer than I know, I know, but I grew up in the Ontario school system. Yeah, she grew up in the fucking American school system. So I'm from Hamilton. Right. That's Touché. like... <laughs> you du- win. DuVry graduates in Hamilton are like, you know, Harvard graduates. I never finished high school. For real? No. How old were you when you started stand-up? 68. Uh, I was 25. Okay. With Seth Rogen. Wow. You started in Vancouver? Yeah. Wow. Me and Seth and uh, half a dozen other people were kind of in that thing. I think me and Seth and... Uh, Bueller? Uh, no. Butt? Brent Butt? Brent, well, Brent... He was already doing He it. was... He left Yuck Yucks yearly. But I was like, this is open mic time, 94. June of 95, I think I did my first show. Mm-hmm. And then uh, moved to, back to Ontario in November of that year, realizing finally after procrastinating for, you know, over two years, because when I left in 93 to go to Vancouver, it was kind of like, I'm going to go do something, and it ain't here. So a friend of mine and I had moved out there, and I don't know what to do, comedy. I want to do comedy. I don't know how do you do it. You know, I'm here by myself. You know, I... There's no handbook, or there is a handbook, but don't use the hand. Or you know, yeah. what, do, what do I? Where do I stand during this whole thing? Well, I'll just go get in the line and see what happens. Yeah. And uh, then, uh, okay, start doing some comedy. 
what's the thing? Get on stage. Well, looking at the map, 70% of the comedy clubs 20 years ago were in Ontario. Mm-hmm. And on, you know, after Montreal, None. what the fuck is there? You know, None. on the East Coast, you know, there's the Halifax, uh, St. John, uh, Ottawa, Montreal, um, Toronto, Mississauga, the Horseshoe, Niagara Falls, down the Windsor. Then on that side, what do you got? There's something in Winnipeg, mm-hmm. uh, you know, something in uh, Calgary, uh, in Alberta. Edmonton. And then Edmonton. And then BC's had Vancouver. And a couple of clubs have popped up here and there and gone. Or, or weeklies in a different. Yeah, yeah. yeah a, you know, floater kind of rooms. Prince that were, George or whatever. Mm, All the princes. Moose Jaw and things. But there's not a lot of uh, concentration of. You know, the commutes to get stage time on the West Coast are way more. Crazy, yeah. So Ontario, when I'd gone back, I was like, Hamilton's club is home, and uh, I can build something here to Toronto and so on and so Mm -hmm. forth. I can't wait for tonight. Hopefully the rain stops. <laughs> you fuck up. Your wife's gonna leave you, buddy. It's gonna be awesome. It's gonna be awesome. We got we can push bunk beds in the corner here. You know, you're uh, you're getting ready to do a tour. Yeah, man. That's cool. Yeah. I'm you how many cities? You said named off 20? like twenty. Twenty cities yeah. in two months or over uh, two and a half months. Yeah, because I, I I'm I'm new to it still, so I'm very still very nervous about it and. Wondering if it's even the right way. It just felt like the next logical step. Like I'm filling up every room I go to for somebody else. Why don't mm-hmm. I try to do it for myself? Most definitely. And it's 10 times more work, yeah. but it's more. And, it's, and you're out all this money. You know, like with, up until now, I just. You're gambling on yourself. My, I answer the phone, show up, and I know how much money I'm making. And then, you know, like, it, what, why, why am I changing that? Because now I'm out like ten, fifteen thousand dollars $15,000 before I make a dollar. You but know that's what I mean? the thing, you know, that's why you go do the Edinburgh Festival. You put your chips on you. Yeah. And you gamble, and you keep putting in betting on yourself. But even if you have a huge success in Edinburgh, you're not coming back rich. No, but you're not. You're not really going to get rich in comedy if you're trying to get rich in comedy. No. Well, let's still make a living, though. <laughs> yeah, make a living is different than twenty million dollars no, in the right. bank. Yeah. <sighs> that would be nice. <laughs> <laughs> but you have kids you gotta keep people alive yeah I know exactly so I I get like a hundred grand in the bank and I'm like I, I could die on this yeah not me no no especially with the as long as they have comedy clubs and casinos I don't have a savings that's safe <laughs> is it where some of your gigs are cause a lot of those places uh, will have like music venues where they have like uh Rock bands from the '80s and stuff, but the venues are cool. The ones on my tour, yeah, yeah. Most for the most part, some I don't know, but uh, there's a bunch in Ontario that are really great. Because I did the—I uh, don't know if you ever, you've probably never done it—but the Investors Group tour. Uh, I've heard of it. Yeah. Is it kind of a corporate? Yeah, very corporate. Yeah, that's why you've probably never, never heard been. Of it. <laughs> it's been a rumor that people have taken out of my ear. <laughs> yeah. So we did like 20 cities, 26 cities in Ontario on who this was, tour. Who was on it? Uh, it was me, Jean-Paul. Oh, great. And uh, Pete Johansson did some, uh-huh. and John Wing did the other half. So. Fucking John Wing. Yeah. That guy's a legend. Yeah, man. He's down here too somewhere, isn't he? Yeah. yeah sure. You know what? When I first moved here, I'd run into him here and there uh, and at the store and whatnot, but uh, I haven't seen him in ages. Yeah. There's a bunch of... You know, I see Hots around once in a while. and That's right. Hots is here, too. I should reach out to all Hots guys. is just down um, 
By the improv. Oh, cool. he, lives, he lives by the improv. Anyway, I shouldn't be saying that. <laughs> His address is... Uh, yeah, blah, blah, blah. Yeah. There's a lot of... This is the most <laughs> Canadian uh, stand-ups. Maybe because of the climate in Canada, a lot of comedians via the internet and their online presence are finding bridges to other markets, mainly the United States. Yeah. Because there's uh, no one's embracing anything there. Yeah, it's still, uh, we got to make our own thing. And again, coming back to the petition that you talked to about off the top, I don't think that's going to take away the struggle from stand-up. It's just going to, uh, for instance, with my tour right now, I could have applied for a $10,000 grant to get me started, some operating capital. Because you're from Quebec. Just more eligible for those I probably am already more eligible because I'm from Quebec. If I applied to the Quebec government, this petition is to get the federal government to recognize stand-up as an art form like... Mm sculpting or theater you know like the people doing one what man shows they're sculpting or man theater shows. theater 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 oh, theater. theater okay theater like there's a bunch of one man shows out there they're like comedic one man shows that get funding mm-hmm. but only if the people have a have a uh, uh, acting background or a theater background mm. where stand up that that's what we do every day that yeah. we work we're doing a one man show yeah it's like well that's stand up we don't so we're just trying to get them to say okay yeah no stand up is a viable entertainment and art form and we will it's so put some naked money and raw it. it looks not recognizable as, as an art form it's so so lean and and naked that they don't see the 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 alchemy that you have to bring the light in front of a you don't have a drum in the back there's nothing there's we could though if we wanted to and if we had the money maybe we would or I just a, change the lighting if know? i get a french tambourine player to play background music i can get a suddenly you're, yeah you're qualifying more for a grant really? and in quebec the and this you bring up a good point flute with my asshole is that <laughs> is that uh uh, in Quebec, they've always embraced stand-up. So in the one-man show in Quebec yeah. are very much like plays, like one-man show, learn by heart. Yeah. You know, there's beats and Themes, cues and mus- breaks, musical cues lights and, and light, yeah. lighting cues. And I find I don't love that. I, I find that's not raw enough. I like my stand-up raw. Mike, stage, light, yeah. crowd. So a guy like oh. Mike, who is like me in the long-form long storyteller, he, has, he basically just has acts. Just to say that there's a a, a, a mise en scène, a, a play, a production. Yes. Right. So the light will change, and it's just basically has a big neon X that will go from blue to red to green yeah. or whatever. It but at least he has a set decoration, and and he probably had to do that to give those people jobs. Right. Because he doesn't need it. It's a system. You can yeah. put Mike or any of us in an alleyway <laughs> with a PA, yeah. and it's a fucking. It could be a rock show. Yeah. What what. Who can walk into a room and command a group of people like that yeah. in that in, in any other art form? Without any, yeah, without a musical not instrument they, or anything. Not, yeah. I'm not going to get my guitar or the car, you know, there's no... There's us and Tony Robbins. That's yeah. who can do that. He's killing it. <laughs> yeah. Sometimes he makes me cry when he gets all emotional. But when he says fuck, I lose interest because <laughs> I find it offensive. <laughs> <laughs> you had me, yeah, reaching into a different part of my brain there, Tony. Yeah, easy, Tony. Fuck, fucking threw me off. Um, favorite cities? I gotta say, Montreal is still up there for me. Um, I've heard San Francisco would would fit in my 
personal tastes. What's the largest population of French Canadians outside of the country? Probably California, I would assume, because there's most Canadians outside of the country. Probably in New York, California, yeah. yeah, New York and California. People in the arts. Yeah, we just walking on Venice Beach. We heard like a bunch of people speaking French. Canadian French. Canadian French. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. <laughs> he, Abdul was like, I just block it out, man. I didn't even know. <laughs> <laughs> What's up, no more French. Just block it all out. I don't want to. Yeah. Yeah, it's too much, man. It gives me a headache. But it's a lot of thinking to speak French. You grew up. I grew up there, yeah, in Montreal. You know uh, Hunter Collins. I do know Yeah, I know Hunter a lot. Yeah. yeah. yeah he's great. He's my son. He's good dude, yeah. You it's guys kind of, I was going to say, you look very similar. We had a strange night. Actually, last <laughs> night we played in Edmonton together. We got, oh, I can't even talk about that on it. I only know him from here, from uh, since he's lived in Toronto, though. I, I came up in Montreal, but he was already in Toronto when I started. I had an incident with some pig cop in on St. Catherine Street who was yelling at me in French with Hunter, and because uh, I stepped off the curb during a, a half-hearted jaywalking attempt on a Saturday night when the, right. the streets is crisscrossing with people, yeah. and this cop got in my face and he's yelling at me. I knew he was, he was trying to lean on me to submit, and I wasn't having it. He wanted me to apologize for stepping off the yeah. curb and coming back on, and Hunter's doing the translation, and we all speak English. Yet there's this weird thing going around of, of a point system. He's yelling at me in French. I don't speak French, English. I go, Hunter, why does he keep speaking to me in French? He goes, I don't know. Why is he getting so aggro? He's yelling at me. Do you want to go to the police station? I'm like, again, let's go to the police station. <laughs> I don't give a fuck. Call, call the media. Yeah, I don't care. I don't care. I don't care. So, and that made him crazy. He never, I'm like a fucking <laughs> Vietnam vet for pressure. You know what I mean? <laughs> so you yelling at me in a public place with a gun doesn't do nothing. It makes my dick move, actually, because <laughs> I know you don't got the balls to sh end me right here in front of your coworkers, you <laughs> cocksucker. <laughs> and uh, he pretty much wanted me to apologize, and it was just a standoff. And Because I, 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 he wants you to say you're sorry, and I go, no. And then, yeah, Ugh. he wanted to give me a ticket, all this stuff. I go, we can do whatever you want. I don't care. Like, I'm done. I'm on my way home. But yeah. I, I, you know. Yeah, we have a lot. There's a have you run into police? Yeah. Of course you have. <laughs> of course you have. As soon as you looked at me over the <laughs> microphone, you're like, are we We're going to talk about this? There's a lot of bad ones, yeah. It's not yeah, but the... you're legit. Wow, man. But you do your business. No, I'm a damn father of three kids, man. <laughs> <laughs> Come on. You, you, you've clearly been around him at his best and his worst. Oh, buddy, tell him about, uh, <laughs> tell him about uh, Niagara. That's a, that's a great story. So, have you heard his Niagara story, why he's banned from that, that club? No, I, that was the first and only club or at the time was Niagara I was banned from, too. We seem to be walking different thing, but you have a... Uh, oh, man, you got to hear this story. Client. And, so, that, and the casino, right? I'm banned from all the casino properties, yeah. <laughs> that one's so, for a different reason? This, well, like I, I've alluded to, I do enjoy gambling a little bit. Yeah. So this was my first ever Yucks gig, too. I was like, oh, my God, my career's finally becoming legitimate. Yeah. I'm going to start playing all these clubs. Yeah. So I do the first night of shows, and then after, I'm like, fuck, gambling, great. It's my other favorite thing to do. So mm -hmm. I start gambling and drinking, and I'm telling hey, we should come to the club. It's really fun. And then I wasn't getting good cards, so I'm just... Lipping off to the dealer. I'm like, hey, come on, Jeff Foxworthy, give a guy some cards because he had a weird 70s <laughs> mustache like Jeff Foxworthy. 
<laughs> Suddenly, this little fucking dickhead security guard says, "Sir, you're gonna have to leave. Uh, you can't uh, call the, the de- you can't call the dealer names." I'm like, Na- "Jeff Foxworthy is what you call a name? That's not a name. I'm just playing around there. Everyone's laughing." Yeah. So like, no, you're gonna have to leave. And I, I kind of learned later that it's because I proclaimed myself as an employee, being a comedian in uh, the club, that apparently my behavior was held to a higher standard. But right now, I'm not a comedian anymore. I'm gambling and I'm losing. And I'm putting money into your fucking bank. Yeah. So I'm like, fuck you. I'm down to 800 bucks. You suck a dick. Get the fuck out of my face. He's like, you're gonna have to leave. Don't make me. Don't make me take you out of don't here. Don't make me. And he's like this big. I'm like, go ahead and try, you little fuckhead. You know whatever. Yeah. And they had those two bigger guys standing on this side of me that I didn't notice. So they grabbed me by the arm. I'm like, hey, I still don't fucking touch me. I'm like, all right, but fuck you guys. So I'm pissed off. All the way, he's walking me out. I'm like, you little fucking piece of shit. Anywhere else, I'd see if this wasn't, you know, my new job that I would fucking take you outside and fucking punch you in the face. This is on the Thursday? little fucking keychain. Yeah, yeah. (laughs) So we get outside, and I'm still the whole way, you fucking douchebag fucking loser little gnome that couldn't be a fucking soldier because you're a fucking weasel genetic fucking inferior piece of shit and we get outside so I'm like I light a cigarette and uh, he's like you're gonna have to leave the premises you have to cross that line and it's a yellow line that's literally two feet in front of me and now I'm like you fucking little petty fuck go fuck your mother get out of my face yeah he's like if you don't leave if you don't cross that line in the next three seconds I'm calling the police and in my mind, it's like, all right, you have to go inside, call the police. No, he was like one, They're two. In the parking lot. He's standing right beside me with no, like a plain clothes uh. guy. Yeah. So he's like one. I'm like shut the fuck. And two, three, and then okay. Were you hammered? Build it. Mm, Tipsy. Drunk enough to be brave. Classy. Enough to be aggressive, you know, yeah. like fuck you. <clears throat> and then he was okay. Build this guy's trespassing, and they fucking arrest me. My first night working for Yuck Yucks. And That's now awesome. I'm suddenly under arrest. In my mind, I'm like, my career is over. I just ruined my... I just blew $400 out the window. The first first big opportunity I have, and so now I'm like, you motherfucker. I swear, I'm going to fucking find you, and I'm going to fucking destroy you, you fucking... And now the cop's like, hey, that's death threats. And I'm like, oh, fuck you too, you fat fuck. (laughs) I hate you. (laughs) Fucking pissed. And they have like a little police station in the casino. Losers. They bring me in there and I'm handcuffed by my back and he's like, okay, sit down. And I'm like, fuck you. You sit down, you fat piece of shit. And he's like, sit down. I'm like, you fucking sit down. Fuck off. And they've got me sat, like standing in front of a chair. So I'm standing He kicked like you in that. the chest? And he, he come in and tried to like shoulder tackle me yeah. into the chair and I just turned sideways. Oh no. And I fucking hip checked him. And he's a fat old man. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So yeah, he yeah. went flying like, and right on the corner of his oh. ribs on him. On, <laughs> Oh! Uh, yeah, like that sound, like, yeah. And I was like, oh shit. I'm suddenly sober, and I was just like, oh fuck, he's hurt. And I just sat down. I'm like, sorry, I didn't know. I'm sorry. <laughs> fuck, he got up. When, as soon as that happened, the little shithead security guard, yeah. who is, all he has is keys and a flashlight, yeah. come with the flashlight and fucking choke me. He would start choking Putting me. Putting you the flashlight, against your neck. And I'm handcuffed behind my back. So he's choking me. This guy fucking get up and grab me by the hair and like just fucking. He's you know when you're so mad yeah, yeah, you don't yeah, know yeah, you don't yeah. want. He's to, attacking you. He now. can't punch, but he's doing like that on yeah. my face. Ah. Like I just fucking asshole. Retarded kids do that. Yeah, yeah, that rage. Yeah, like the clenched teeth and holding you. their breath and they're turning around. So I'm getting fucked up and choke and I can't move my hand anyway. So then they're like fucking. 
whatever they finish roughing me up and they're there okay now that's death threats trespassing uh assault on a police officer you're probably going to be in jail for six seven years easy now and i'm like oh my god what the fuck is happening and every time they're thinking of other stuff like they've got a list of charge now that they're gonna put on me and i'm just like fuck now they just let me stew there for like 45 minutes i'm like hey you guys you guys gotta give me a phone call i know that after an hour in custody i'm allowed to have a phone call you have to give me a phone call and they're like who you and I didn't even know who am I going to call. I'm going to call. I'm in Niagara Falls. Yeah. I don't know anybody. You're not there. You're not in Hamilton. You can't come. <laughs> no, no, I would get. Who yeah. am I going to call? Mark Breslin. Let's see. Yeah. You know, like so. I'm just like, who am I going to call? I need help. So I'm like, fuck. I know who I'll call. I'll call 911. I'm being <laughs> unjustly persecuted here. So I call 911 from you? jail. Yeah, I'm in jail. <laughs> I call 911 and I'm talking to the, the lady. <laughs> I'm like, listen, <laughs> listen, <laughs> listen. I'm, I'm, I'm in, under a desk. I'm, <laughs> they're beating me. I'm in, yeah, I'm in police custody, and they're beating me every chance they get at the Niagara Falls Casino. And they're like, wait, you're in police custody? And she, I'm like, yes. And she's like, well, let me talk to the officer. I'm like, no, <gasps> he will not tell you the same things that I'm telling. <laughs> <laughs> I'm telling you, though, this is not right. They're choking me. I'm ha- I was handcuffed, and they were choking me for no reason. I need new cops. You have to send whole new, new. new I need new, new police. These, these ones are spoiled. These ones are. These turned past, on me. Past these, these, date. these pigs are gone amuck. <laughs> new cops. So that so this guy OPP are the one that police casinos. They send municipal Niagara Falls cops, and the guy walk in and he he look at he look at me and he's like, "You the one that called?" I'm like, "Yeah." And he's like, uh, where's the guy? And I, I don't know. He just left me in this fucking... He beat me and then blocked me. Yeah, yeah. And, then he lo- and I'm like, there he is. And this cop, the, min- the new cop, looks at the old cop. And you could see that, oh. John, this fucking This loose fucking guy, power hungry. Amateur. Fu- yeah. Fat so fucking says, loser. He says, okay, cunt. we're going to talk. We'll be right back. Whatever they go off and they talk. Felt like forever, like 20 minutes. Yeah. I didn't even have to tell my story to this cop. He knows the guy's a fucking loser. I think so. He's been fired. I'm feeling promise here. But he works for the OPP at a shitty post. Everyone's got a knucklehead in their office. And that fucking lumpy that works at the casino (laughs) can go fuck himself. He's down there. And that's why the other guy, he's sitting there with a half a double-double in his hand in the car. And has to go Maybe going to beat off behind a factory, clean his gun. And then he shows up and says fucking... Dump truck there, yeah, with his belt cutting into his sides, because he's so and those fat. fucking fat, fucking gross piece of shit. Anyway, I don't know the guy, but I don't like him. <laughs> he's a dick. So they talk, and the guy, the new guy, comes out. He undoes the cuffs or whatever, and he's like, "Okay, listen," and he's whispering to me because I, he's gonna tell me something that that's not exactly. Yeah. So I got, I took care of it. All you have to do now is just come with me. Don't say a word. I release We're you leaving. back into the wild. We're going back into That's, the. And dude, I'm you're like solid. And I'm like, yeah. okay, cool. Thank you so much. We do a f- huge misunderstanding. And then as we're leaving, though, I can't help myself. I fucking hate this guy. I just walk out and I'm like, see you later, man. And the fucking the new cop is like, what did I say? Come on! And he just pulls me faster out of there before this fucking guy you changes mind. You just told me three hysterical parts <laughs> right at the end. You see gave you him later, the go. Yeah. See you next Tuesday, fuckhead. <laughs> and the cops like, we weren't doing sue you next Tuesday. We talked about this in rehearsal. It's the only thing you had to do. <laughs> but he's still and then he br- and not only that, so I get out and he drove me to my hotel. 
So I saved myself a cab fare, really. You know what? Uh, he's probably got some French-Canadian grandmother. Or and he's wife. Feeling, yeah, nostalgic. Yeah. And he's like, fuck. I know this piece of shit at the casino. I'm going to do a fucking good one for my brother. Man, what a great thing. But needless to say, I was still banned from the casino. So I still think my career is over. Mark Breslin, I call him the next day. I'm like, I'm so sorry. It was a huge misunderstanding. And it turns out I've learned over the years, Mark loves that shit. Like, Mark probably Mark, loves you. He's, Mark loves you. Anything me. dramatic, like, cause some <laughs> shit. Yes, we love it. He's like, Derek, it's only one of many clubs. Don't worry about it. You've been replaced already for the rest of the weekend. Your bookings are good for right now. And we're going to yeah. get you into the downtown club sooner than later. And I'm like... That's how you this move is up. The best. That's how you yeah. move up. He's like, "All right, I'm gonna go throw a TV out the window at the next place." That's <laughs> right, and that's what you know. Indirectly, Mark created that. He's you know, freedom of speech. Yeah. Be wild. Be crazy. Yeah. He loves it. He has a, has a rubber stamp that says "fuck you." Does he really? And he stamps it and mails people their complaint letters back. I love back. it. Oh, I love it. Like that kind of shit. That's why See, I got into this. That's you why know? I have no problem being loyal to him. I mean, there's a lot of problems with maybe the, the operation of, of, of the company. But without, he, without, without him, there's no, there's no Mark, nationwide comedy. Mark set a, a tone and a standard that is still relevant today yeah. in comedy. And, you know, the business is the business. <laughs> but I've, I've put them through, the, that company, through the ringer multiple times with legal... Uh, sue litter, letters. Uh, we're gonna take you to court. Blah blah blah. And he's always responded with "fuck them," yeah. wholeheartedly yeah, committed to that. And that that allows you to uh, at least work under the umbrella of somebody that's not gonna fucking leave you adrift. Yeah. And you know what I mean for that kind of thing. Yeah. <laughs> Yeah. But being banned from the Edmonton Totally, one. and that's the pure art aspect of it. You yeah. know what I mean? There's a business. And now, did you know they opened a new, a new club in Niagara Falls? Yes. Right across the street from the casino, so it's fucking great. I oh, can, good. I can play it. I will be there uh, either in August or November. I'll cool. be doing some Ontario shows. Do you want to uh, pump out some dates and where people can find out where you're performing? Oh, yeah. The tour it's, uh, starts... With What's the tour called? It's uh, 40, Derek Sagan 43.0, Warning May Contain Nuts. I saw that, May Contain Nuts. Yeah. yeah, I like that. So it's, uh, it, we kick it off in Montreal, uh, Abdul and I, at uh, the Comedy Nest. So we're the first kind of Are you doing kick it English? off at home. You're both doing English? Yeah, it's all yeah. in English, yeah. So St. Paddy's Day weekend, which is one of my favorite weekends at home in Montreal. So Fuck. we kick it out there. March 15 to 17 at the Comedy Nest. Is that after spring? No, it's before spring. Yeah, it's, it's, it's probably the, the pre-Montreal fucking blowout before the Before summer. all the festival shit starts. It's yeah. St. Patrick's Day, because I've been there on occasion. It is fucking If you insane. work in a bar, or if you own a bar, you make uh, about a sixth of your year on that, oh, that one on day. On St. Patrick's yeah. Day. Yeah. Oh, yeah. It's and the nightclubs, late night. Uh, oh yeah, yeah, they kill. Party. Montreal is a fucking. People always go. Oh, where do I want to yeah. go in Canada? I go Montreal in the summer. Like even the comedy club, the comedy works. Remember they they've yeah. been struggling for the last few years. They make so yeah. No, it wasn't the, the just St. Patrick Day, but on St. Patrick Day and just for laughs. Mm. So that's two weeks plus a day. They make a sixth of the whole year in those in that yeah. one day plus two weeks. Yeah, uh, they so set a standard. People probably come in from probably more people. It's probably split between Ireland 
And Charles is bigger than, than Ireland, the St. Really? Patrick Day. Yeah, yeah. No shit. Uh, for the longest time, we were the biggest. And I think Boston, two years ago, had a bigger one. But uh, French Canadians the weather's are killing nice, green beer. Oh, man. It's the, everyone. Everyone is. It's the, there's no gen, There's no color. There's no... Yeah. Everyone's just drinking. Okay. And just... It's the, it's the, if the weather's nice, we get over 500,000 people showing up and just publicly drinking. And it's, it's a day where laws are sort of suspended. It's Laxed. Like Mardi Gras. Like it becomes New Orleans where you're <laughs> allowed to drink and you'll be smoking a joint. You pass it and you realize the next guy in the circle is a cop. And you're like, <laughs> oh, shit. Okay, we've got to skip you. There you go. <laughs> but they don't say anything, you know. Uh-huh. They don't even. You're not used to. You have to be forced They're to cool. put things in a paper bag. It's like the purge. Yeah, it's like let's. Yeah, it's, yeah. And sadly, a few years ago, the, a kid died from. He was marijuana? trying to climb over a float. So you know, you've got the truck, yeah. the big rig pulling dumb, dumb. the flatbed, and he tried to climb over the, Is, the link. There's fell under the tires and he got killed. So the next year wasn't as fun. They were a little bit more. Stop drinking yeah. so much and stop being loud. There's enough videos online. Don't climb shit when you're fucking drunk. No, I know. Oh, the asshole on the telephone pole falls to his death, and then everyone catches it on their phone, and then now we'll, no more party there. Um, yeah. Website, tour dates, where people get yeah, tickets. Yeah, so go to com. That's D-E-R-E-K-S-E-G-U-I-N.com. On the calendar, you have all the tour dates. Uh, we mm-hmm. have uh, a week in uh, the Maritimes, a week in Alberta, and the rest are all in Ontario. All in English. All in English. All in English. Yeah. Okay. That's why when I, you were telling me dates of the cities that you had come up, I thought these were just Quebec, no. French all in uh, English. Speaking show, all I, in English. I, really, the only few shows you, I do lately are corporate things. Yeah. Like, I don't seek them out. I'm doing pretty well in English. And I, I honestly, like I said, the, 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 uh, the vibe of French comedy, it's a little bit more fake than I like. Can, it's, it's, I don't love it as much. Clowny? Like, a little bit. And, I, and rehearsed. It feels, it's often rehearsed. I mean, there's guys that aren't like that. Like, Mike Ward is not like that. Um, but I, th- I, I like the vibe on the English side better. And, you know, again, the ceiling is so much higher. The traditional, I think, you know, Canadians have their foot in British comedy and American comedy. Totally. So you get this kind of perfect, you know, great comedy with the the, the character, Second City. Sure. Um, uh, Monty Python, you know, very full-form character, mime, all that kind of thing. Uh, and then... The, the American standard classic stand-up comedian, Seinfeld, right. in the middle of that. And I forgot what my point was. The French didn't have those same influence. They, uh... The French now, you, now through the evolution of the, the traditional aspect of American idea of comedy mm-hmm. and the French can anything, you are, an, you are the generation of that that. Middle ground, yeah, and we've made it kind of our own thing. It's basically yeah, like what no, you're talking no one about. Before you. you guys are pioneers. Spin on it, uh-huh. and I don't. Some without I, pandering, without the clowny aspect of it. You're a straight stand delivered yeah, dude. That's right. I'm and, a long yeah. form story guy. Yeah, with that's a, cool. The little dirt with a little dirt mixed in. You're fucking uh, <laughs> from Montreal, yeah, You know, I've never a stripper with dirt on her nails is like. It's cool. Yeah. This girl's got a story. She changed her oil this morning. This she changed her oil. <laughs> she pulled that condom out of her asshole. Is that what they call it? We need another top up on this. Um, thanks for being on the show. Thanks, man. It's great to see you, Jay. Always good to see you. And uh, what a nice surprise. 
I always love seeing uh, fellow Canadians over here in California, in New York, anywhere outside of the country. Yeah, man, doing the doing the thing. So um, you can go to your website, get tickets, make eighteen nuts. I've got a few bullshit things here. I'm going to be at the Dime here in Los Angeles on March 12th, the Laugh Factory on the 17th, and the uh, Yuck Yucks. It's the waters coming up in the sink. Uh, I think the um, water table, it's fine. No. And there's a dead cat in my sink, and I, I'm not... Uh, oh, shit. Is there anything in there? Anyway, thanks for being on the show, everybody. <laughs> <laughs> JasonRouse.com, Vancouver, Calgary, and uh, Halifax, St. John, and then uh, Toronto, May 2nd, at the Underground Comedy. Thanks a lot, everybody. Dead Cat Sink. I don't care what society thinks. Good or nothing, anyway. They're no better than me.